0: This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Be sure to visit WorldwideGolfShops.com today to get some of the best deals on all the major brands in golf equipment and apparel. In fact, you'll probably find a lot of stuff that you'll hear from the brands that we have every week on our show. Once again, that's WorldwideGolfShops.com. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission? To keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam, from golfunfiltered.com. Follow us all over social media at Golf Unfiltered. You can send us an email, golfunfiltered at gmail.com as well. Hello to our friends over at thehackersparadise.com, and to those of you listening to this episode on the THP mobile app, hello to all of our friends over at Cleveland and Strixon Golf as well. And today, folks, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into a particular product with Cleveland Golf. Uh, but before I get to that, I'd like to remind everybody, if you like what we do here on the podcast, please help us out. Big favor, would help us out a whole bunch. Go out to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us some feedback. We take that very seriously. You've heard me ask about this a few times. It really does help us out so much. And what that does, as I've said in the past, is the rating allows us to move up the podcast charts a little bit so that more people, more fans of golf can listen to this show. All right, folks. Well, today we're going to try something a little bit different on today's episode. Uh, It's something that I've thought about trying for a little bit now and haven't really had the opportunity to do so and what that is is i know that when you go out on the internet social media whatever most of the time when you're researching a new product that you want to buy especially in the golf space you'll normally run into a couple things you'll either run into a very in-depth written review of somebody's opinion maybe some metrics and some data are thrown into this written review on a new product or you might see a video review and we've done a few video reviews on GolfUnfiltered.com as well what you don't hear too much about are just audio firsthand experiences with a new product. And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about the new Cleveland CBX2 wedges. And you've seen that I've I've actually written a review, uh, not to go against what I just mentioned, but that is on, live on the site right now on golfandfilter.com. But I also wanted to talk a little bit about just the experiences using the product now that I've had the chance to use it for a few months. And to be completely honest with you, when I'm reviewing a new product, a club, accessories, whatever, uh, usually there's a lot more information there that I want to put in the written review or in sometimes even in a video review, but I, I just can't. There's just so much content that it's going to take forever to put it in there. And sometimes some things are lost on the cutting room floor. Today, though, I'm just going to kind of freewheel and let you know all my thoughts, both good and bad, regarding the new Cleveland CBX2 Wedge. So that's what's on deck today, folks. We'll be right back to talk a little bit more about the Cleveland Golf CBX2 wedges, and they are fantastic. little spoiler alert there. We'll be right back after a quick word from our friends over at the 4Golfers Network.
1: Hi, this is Bill Hobson from the 4Golfers Network podcast. And as you and I enjoy this episode of Golf Unfiltered with my friend Adam, I'm reminded of an indisputable reality. We, as golfers, are nuts. We chase a small ball around the planet, spending thousands of dollars in the effort to get that ball into a tiny hole. We then yell at the ball and curse it when it doesn't listen, even though it can't listen, it's a ball. This insanity is all part of the magic of the game, and it's what we celebrate on the Four Golfers Network podcast every Monday when a fresh episode comes your way on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, you know, all the places. So after you finish listening to Adam today, I'd love to have you check out the Four Golfers Network podcast, that's F-O-R-E, where we celebrate the game with top-name guests and an exploration of the things about golf that both drive us crazy and bring us back for more. I stink! The ball is just sitting
0: there and I can't hit it! Alright folks, welcome back. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to talk about one specific product uh, with our time together and that is the Cleveland Golf CBX2 Wedge. And so just to give a little bit of background here, Obviously, you guys know that I work quite often with Cleveland and Strixon Golf, and whenever I hear of a new product that comes out from one of these two companies, obviously I get a little excited. And so that was definitely the case when I heard that there was going to be an upgrade or a sequel, if you will, to the very popular and extremely effective uh, and really fantastic CBX wedge that came out about a year or so ago. And that is, of course, CBX2. And so the way that that works, of course, is you get a little, you know, press release, You you maybe a little teaser working with the folks over there, and they let you know, hey, keep your eyes open, something's coming out soon. And so that was the case here. Now, the story with the CBX2 at the highest level is pretty similar to that of what the original was, and that is forgiveness in your short game. Now, what's interesting here is when you think about forgiveness in your golf game, you probably already think of one club, and that's usually your driver. Or in some instances, especially nowadays, it's your irons. You know, there's the game improvement irons, super game improvement irons, and of course there are the muscle backs or the blades that people like myself think they're good enough to play. But when you think of forgiveness, you think of, okay, well, can I hit the ball longer as well as more accurately? Or in the case of off the tee, can I have a tighter dispersion so I can keep the darn ball on the fairway? You don't really think too much about forgiveness in your short game, and that's something that Cleveland actually calls out very upfront in their marketing. People just don't think about forgiveness. And so if you take a step back and maybe even think about your golf bag right now, think of the wedges that you have in your golf bag. What type, how would you classify them? Would you classify them a little bit closer to a blade look or maybe a little bit closer to a game improvement iron? Are they a continuation? of your iron set? Or are they a completely different type of club? A completely different brand? Or in some instances do you have an array of different brands? More often than not you probably fall into one of those categories. What's also really interesting is when you go and shop for new wedges chances are the ones that you're immediately drawn to, the ones that you see the players on TV play as well as the ones you see marketed the most often are probably closer to a blade design maybe every so often you'll get a cavity back design that catches fire and everyone wants to try that one. But I know for me, speaking from experience, most of my wedges are pretty much muscle backs, and those tend to not be very forgiving, and you don't even really notice that. Think about all the times that you try to hit an array of different shots Uh, whether it be, you know, three quarter, whether it be a chip around the green or a pitch shot, whatever, you know, wedges are tools that are built for those purposes. You can use these same clubs for a multitude of different shots. And of course, we have a tendency to hit a few of those shots better, or at least differently than others. And I could certainly think of the times that I miss hit a shot, whether it be you chunk a shot, blade a shot, chili dipping, whatever. A lot of that has to do with the design of the club, believe it or not. So I'm actually giving you an excuse here, folks. I mean, a lot of times, yeah, you could probably practice a little bit more, but the design of the club itself, the wedge, might not be adequate for your game. And that's where the CBX2 wedge comes into play. And So let's talk a little bit about all the features that are found in this new wedge. So obviously, when you think of good wedges, you probably think of Cleveland Golf. You probably think of a few other names as well. But Cleveland has always been one of those brands that just prides itself on making great wedges. And so in the CBX2, they want to make sure that this wedge was as playable as possible for as many different skill sets as possible. And I'm going to tell you right now from the start that any player of any skill set can use these wedges. There's no question about it. Now, going into playing these wedges or going into the initial test... I had some... I was a little skeptical. Because up front, when you look at the wedge itself, it it appears to be very heavy in tech, if not heavy in weight itself. But that's because there's a lot of features that are going on in this wedge. And so let's talk through a few of those right from the start. So first and foremost, in comparison to last year's CBX wedge, the original, the CBX2 is going to have a lighter hosel, it's got more tapered flange, and it's got a wider toe, which really fits well into this cavity back shape. And when you look at the wedge, if you go out to clevelandgolf.com and you could see what I'm talking about, it looks—it doesn't look like a blade by any means. I mean, let's just call it what it is. There's a few different nooks and crannies in the back of the wedge, certainly. And then, of course, you also see this dark bar, almost, along the back of the wedge, which would help, or does help, with a few things. And so that, that bar itself is actually a gel insert and that's a feature that we're seeing a lot more often with a lot of different clubs not just wedges we see it in driving irons especially we see it in just throughout iron sets as well but this gel insert which really runs the length of the blade at the back of the of the club when used in conjunction with the hollow body cavity design of the CBX2 this really helps move the center of gravity exactly where you need it behind the golf ball. Now, why is that important? We've heard this a hundred different times, both from guests on the show as well as just in our own research. We know that in order to get the ball airborne, you need a really good balance between center of gravity, uh, moment of inertia, many different things because these all work together to help promote the ideal and optimal launch conditions. Now, that's extremely important with your wedge. If you don't have enough forgiveness, or if you're not one of those tour players that can hit the same sweet spot every single time on every shot, you're going to have a hard time getting the ball airborne. So the first element of forgiveness in the CBX-2 really resides in those two features. The uh, the bar on the back, that gel insert, as well as the hollow cavity back design itself. Another element that I was really interested in, because I've, I've used or I've tried cavity back game improvement wedges in the past, and I've always had some trouble just controlling spin around the greens. Now, I'm a player that actually can tell the difference between, you know, a, a good spinning wedge and one that doesn't spin as well, and certainly the golf ball has a lot to do with that, but going into this test with CBX2, I was a little worried that the the chunky factor, <laughs> that's a, there you go, hashtag chunky factor, um, I wonder what it would do to the spin on the ball, and really, what kind of face would we be working with here? Well, I was really pleasantly surprised to learn that it's the same face as what we would normally see in the pre or what we have seen in the previous wedge releases from Cleveland and that includes the RTX 4s which I had in my bag prior to the CBX2 test. This includes this the extremely sharp tour zip grooves. Uh, it's the same type of Rotex groove technology that you see uh, throughout Cleveland's most recent uh, releases, as I mentioned, and it all is done through laser milling. It's done through Rotex milling, and really, it's just a bunch of grooves basically on top of one another. And so, when you look at the face, it's it's a lot. There's a lot going on there. There's more than just the you know the horizontal groove lines that you would see on any other golf club or in wedges in the past. There's almost like a pattern. It looks like it's, it's almost like a spiral pattern that you don't normally see in a lot of wedges. In fact, the only other places I've seen that type of pattern, where it literally looks like a a spiral, are on putters. And what helps with with putters that have that type of face insert, well, it helps with a few things. And most notably, those are done, of course, to help you get into a true roll a little bit easier, or at least right from the start after you make impact on a putter. The point in that is that there's a lot of different things that you can do to the golf ball, Just solely based on the face design. And Cleveland nailed it with these CBX2 wedges and with the Rotex design. I mean, again, they've been on a few other renditions of earlier wedges. And so on top of all of that, we have the hollow body design. We've got that gel insert right behind the sweet spot on the golf ball. We've got this this Rotex zip groove uh, milling. We also have a lot of different or multiple grind options. And we all talk about, you know, bounces and, and grind options and wedges. There's a lot of people that are really nerd out on that stuff. Me, not so much. I, I I honestly don't. I don't really concern myself too much with the different types of bounce that I play. I mean, I play in the Midwest most of the time, and usually the conditions are relatively soft. And so, I you know, I don't necessarily worry too much about bounce. I probably should. But if I were playing in a more, you know, a warmer climate where the ground can get pretty hard... I would probably want a lower bounce, you know. So those types of things you might want to consider, and all of those options are available here with the CBX 2 What I really like the most, though, in regard to the, to the sole of the club is something that carries over from the RTX4, and that is the V-shaped sole. So what does that do for the golfer? Well, the V-shaped sole, that's hard to say, the V-shaped sole is important. Because it literally looks like a little V. It almost looks like there's a trench or a spine that runs along the sole of the club. And that gives you some more versatility around the greens. So if you wanted to put a big forward press on the wedge at a dress, you're going to be re- you know, resting on one side of that V. If you wanted to you know play the ball up a little bit in your stance, maybe to hit a flop shot, if you're going to open the club up a little bit, you're resting on the opposite edge of that V-shaped sole. And that just gives you more shot options. Now, picture this. If you're looking at a wedge, or maybe your wedge that you have at home, it's probably rounded, the sole. There's probably, uh, you know, a number of different shots that you are comfortable playing with that wedge. But you probably understand that there are some shots that you're just not as comfortable playing. And a lot of that is because of how the, the blade of the club sits on the ground. Think about that. I know from other wedges that I've played, if I wanted to really open up that wedge to probably hit a, you know, a high shot or a flop shot or even out of a bunker, sometimes the bottom leading edge of that wedge kind of looks like it's sitting up off the ground, almost directly in line with, well, you know, like the middle of your golf ball. That does not instill confidence in me. I mean, it never did. I thought I was going to scald the damn thing over the, over the, uh, green. The V-shaped soul is so ingenious. And, and, I mean, they're not the only clubs that have featured something similar like this. But the reason that I like the way that Cleveland does it is because when you do that, when you try to move that club head around, either opening it up, shutting it down, whatever, you never run into a visual issue like that. There's no optical illusion or nothing doesn't align improperly at a dress. And I think we would all agree that in your short game, confidence at address is extremely important right right it's it's an extremely important thing okay so we've got all these features built in this wedge and we already talked a little bit about the v shaped sole what do these other things do for me and, and how did it actually perform on the course so I'm gonna talk about the things that I enjoyed about the CBX2 wedge the most I'm gonna talk about some of the things that I thought could be a little bit better um, but I can straight out say that there really wasn't anything that I strongly disliked about this wedge. And that surprised me. And I'll get to that here in a second. So a couple of the things that I really, really liked about this wedge. Going into the initial test and then ultimately you know, playing a few rounds with the wedges, I was struggling with my wedge game. I mean, friends listening to this, uh, you know it. You were there with me, and I was struggling with a lot of parts of my game at one point but specifically with my wedges. And part of that was because, well, I, I actually didn't get fit to those wedges. I know, shame on me. Um, I was just uh, hitting, uh, I wasn't hitting the sweet spot. I, I just wasn't. And then ultimately what your body tries to do, and I'm sure some of you have probably experienced this before, your body's a very smart thing. And especially when you're doing something that requires as much balance and timing as a golf swing, you're going to adjust to the the poor contact that you're making and so in my instance I was hitting a lot of things off the toe and I think just over time my body compensated a little bit until ultimately oh no I was hitting shots off the hosel especially you know those little three-quarter shots those are the worst right I mean you try to practice them if you've got a short game practice area around you I mean go out and you try to do that but then when you get on the course everything just goes out the window at least it does for me I'm sure some of us can relate, <laughs> but at any rate, that's what I was struggling with and so what I really enjoyed about the CBX two was that the weight of the club the the club head I should say specifically was just a little bit heavier than what I was originally using Now why I didn't just throw some lead tape on my previous wedges and call it a day I, I really don't know. I didn't even think of that to be honest with you, but I did notice right out of the gate at least in my perception, that the CBX2 felt a little heavier. So what that allowed me to do was shallow the club out a little bit more on my backswing. You know, I do have a tendency to rush my backswing a little bit. I don't always finish it, but this allowed me to really just feel the weight of the club going up to the top, and then the weight of the club on the way down allowed me to shallow the club out a little bit more. So what that also eliminated for me were the thin shots which was something else that I was experiencing that, you know, my body, again, compensating for poor contact before. When at impact, and this is something that Cleveland mentioned in their marketing materials as well, but it was always, there's always something to it when you actually read, you know, what the PR people are saying or what the marketing materials say, and then you actually experience that exact thing when you try the product. That happened with me. At impact, the clubs feel extremely soft extremely soft, and if you followed, you know, this podcast, or me on Twitter, or whatever, you you know that I prefer that, like, that dead feel of, uh, you know, at contact, and this, it was really this muted, soft, almost as if the ball was being swallowed by, by uh, the wedge, and that felt fantastic, and that was not something that I felt as much with my, my previous set. Now, even with the hollow body design, one of the other things that I was very weary of was distance control. You know, I've, I mean, every player should worry about distance control, right? Especially in your short game. And these clubs performed pretty similar to what I was accustomed to in terms of distance. You know, I still was able to hit the number that I wanted. I didn't have to adjust too much. And I certainly didn't want to do that just because of the, the shape of the club head or because there was more weight behind the ball or, or whatever. And I was pleased to find out that I didn't have to. And so that, for me, as a consumer, I'm, I'm able to make that jump from old to new that much more smoothly. And that's an extremely important quality, and that's something that Cleveland has always done very well uh, over the progression of their new products. But what I liked the most with the CBX2 wedges, aside from the feel and everything else, was really how well they played out of the sand. Now... Again, I, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm really talking myself down here, but I, I, have, I have never been a very strong sand player, and I think that I'm not much different than many people probably listening to this. It's, it's a shot that you hope you don't have to play too often during a round, but unfortunately, most of us have to. And the CBX two wedge really just glides through the sand very nice. The courses that I play here, you know, you're, you're, you're never really going to know what you're going to get in terms of sand quality or depth. Um, half the time I'm just happy that people rank the, rake the bunker to be honest with you but in this instance regardless of my lie and I'm not just saying this I mean regardless of the lie I've tried a few I was able to get the ball out of the hazard and it's really are they called hazards anymore? I don't know can we call a bunker a hazard? I am who cares? <laughs> I mean whatever you want to get it out of the, the, out of the sand right? and so this was a club or these are clubs that I'm able to do that pretty regularly now you know, not to compare this club to that of a competitor, even though that's exactly what I'm going to do, if those of you who have used, uh, well, I guess I'll just stick with Cleveland. The smart soul wedge, you know, there's probably another brand that I'm thinking of that has a very similar wedge uh, that helps you get out for sure <laughs> of the bunker. It, it really felt like that. I mean, the sole, and again, it's that V-shaped sole, it really helped just lift the ball up. Along with all the characteristics that I mentioned earlier regarding the, the cavity back design, that's extremely important. I mean, especially if you're using a bladed wedge right now, chances are you probably have a tendency at least once or twice in a round, or at least during a season, certainly, depending on how you know your skill set, where you leave the ball in the bunker. You just want to get that sucker out of there. That's that's a full stroke that you're saving yourself. And so that was very pleasing to be able to just really have that confidence. Again, it just boils down to confidence. The last quick thing I'll say, and I mentioned this earlier about spin, I I, I noticed that the spin characteristics between the RTX 4 as well as the CBX 2, there wasn't really much difference there. And that was very encouraging to see, especially on full shots. I mean, you don't want a a game improvement iron that's going to just, first of all, catapult the ball, you know, over the green because it's a stronger loft or something like that, but also you don't want the ball to hit the green and not stick, especially with a wedge. Did not run into that problem with the CBX2 wedges. Extremely impressed with that. A couple of things that I thought could be better, uh, didn't love. I, I, you know, I'm not crazy about the look of the wedge. I I, I don't think they're... Uh, to the point where they almost look robotic and you guys know what i mean i mean some of the new releases from other brands especially in the game improvement category especially in the super game improvement category i mean these things look like they're robots there there's just all sorts of different waiting things going on it it just it gets to be a little distracting i won't say that certainly not at address at address the CBX2 looks fantastic it looks like any other wedge that i've ever played ever um, I do love the rounded toe. I love the way that that looks. Uh, sitting in my bag, I mean, they look... They just don't look like they don't flow nicely from the Strixon irons that I have. And and that's okay. I mean, they're a different... Uh, they're different. That's what you have to expect. And quite frankly, what I do like the look of is less strokes on my scorecard because I could play better with these wedges. And I do. I've I've scored very well with these wedges. I mean, I... It's it's so, uh, I don't even know the word. I mean, it's it's encouraging, I guess, to be able to finally have a short game again, this, which I, I was able to regain using these. And I did not expect that. Going back to the look of the club, yeah, I mean, if I'm being picky, they could probably, I, I don't know, I've just been so used to, to the bladed uh, design of wedges in the past that I, I feel like maybe this is it's going to take some time for me to get used to and as i mentioned earlier there's really nothing to strongly dislike about these things i mean the price tag themselves they're around 139.99 i think it's the last time i checked and uh, you know that's pretty much in the same category as any other high quality wedget you're gonna get right unless you go for one of those boutique brands and quite frankly i don't know why you would i mean i haven't seen a brand uh, in that category that's helped my game at all Uh, pretty, I mean, at least it hasn't helped it to the point where I would just always go for that brand no matter what. I mean, these wedges, the CBX2s, they made a believer out of me. I had no idea that I was going to enjoy them as much as I did. Quite frankly, if I'm being completely honest with you guys, I thought I was going to try these wedges out. I thought I was just going to be like, yeah, you know, I think they're, they're all right. They're probably for a specific type of golfer. They're not for me. I'm going to stick with my RTX4s, maybe just go and You know, try to hit those things. But I'm telling you, as soon as I put them in my bag, as soon as I put them in my bag, I saw a difference. Now, again, I know what some of you are probably thinking. You're probably yelling at your your car radio or or whatever you're listening to this on. Well, Adam, just go get a lesson. Yeah, I, I should. I should go do that. I probably still will, actually. But it's nice to know That there are options out there for everybody, regardless of skill level, that if you can just go ahead and make the switch and trust that you're actually going to improve, or at least have the option or the opportunity, is the better word, to hit the sweet spot more often with your wedges. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to do that? And I think... I think it's important to at least be honest with yourself to understand that, you know what, if you're a golfer that takes him or herself seriously, chances are there's a little bit of ego in there that you might have to come to terms with if you want to take that step and venture into the game improvement, forgiveness, you know, short game area. I'm telling you, if you do it, you're probably going to like what you see. I know I did. I know I did, and I. you guys know I love these brands. I, I, am, I am very partial to them, but there's a reason why I am, and the CBX2 Wedge is a classic example of a company that understands where golfers need help the most, while also providing options for golfers that they've got it figured out and they need certain characteristics that, quite frankly, the rest of us just can't play with. There are, There is a target demographic for people who want to play the RTX 4. Absolutely. Most often, those people are on our televisions every Saturday and Sunday. For the rest of us who really want a quick improvement, or at least more confidence based on what you can see in front of you, you're, you're not just going to read about or listen to this podcast and say i'm going to be more confident with this wedge no i'm telling you you're going to be able to see the results right away and then you'll have to make a judgment call if this is something that you want to incorporate in your game regularly if there are reasons why you want the feel or the look or whatever of a bladed wedge then certainly go do that you've heard us talk about even on the last episode uh where we talked to our friend over at uh, the hackers paradise josh babbitt we had mentioned hey look play what play what you want Whatever helps you enjoy the game a little bit more. For me, in this instance, I had to come to terms with a few things in my short game. And I had to realize, you know what, I do need a little bit of help. And the forgiveness that the CBX2 wedges, at least for me, was enough to make the switch. And so I encourage all of you to go out, try them out. Of course, go get fit to them. Let let your fitter know, let your local pro know. You know, uh, hey, this is what I, where I'm struggling in my game. Can this thing, can these wedges help me? Chances are the answer is going to be yes. It did for me. It did for me. All right. Well, folks, as I mentioned, I wanted to try something a little bit different uh, with this episode. I hope you hung in there with us. I know that this probably sounded like just one big advertisement for <laughs> for a, a, a brand that you guys know I already love. But I want to do more of these because I really think that if you can get these firsthand. Uh, testimonials, I guess, or this feedback from someone who has used the product before. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I mean, if there was something that I really disliked about these wedges, for example, I was going to tell you. And I will do that in the future as well. This will not be the last time that we do something like this. Uh, Let me know what you think, though. I want to hear the feedback from you. You know how to get in touch with me on social media, at Golf Unfiltered. If you uh, wanted to send me an email as well, and I know many of you do, thank you for those messages, you could do so, golfunfiltered at gmail.com. In addition to that, there's going to be maybe a couple changes that are coming up on the site here in a little bit in terms of look and feel, and there's some very specific reasons for that, uh, that you're going to learn a little bit more in the coming months. Um, But I also wanted to ask for your feedback on the Social 9 features that we have every single week. Um, so as you've probably noticed, if you visit the site golfunfiltered.com, there is a section called the Social Nine, and these are individuals that work in social media, uh, marketing, you know, digital marketing, whatever content creators basically in the world of golf at some of the largest brands that we all know and love, and equipment brands, uh, is, is what I mean by that. And so we've had, um, I would say we've probably had eight or nine up there already, and as at the time of this recording, let me know what you think. I've gotten some interesting feedback from people that I normally wouldn't expect feedback from, uh, really even from outside of the golf space. I'm not sure how they found my website, but they they enjoyed these features because really it's these individuals that have these jobs in the business of golf, talking about how they approach marketing, how they approach branding. Um, how they get started in social media, all these things. So let me know what you think about that as well, and we will try to do uh, a little bit more of that, of course. Or if you're listening to this and you're from a brand and you hold one of those titles at your brand, or if you're in charge of social media and you want to be featured guest on the social nine, you know how to get in touch with us. So that's all for this week, folks. We will be back again next week with another episode. In the meantime, be sure to be kind to one another and take care of yourselves and every other good thing I can tell you.